This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Thank you for being with us today. I want to talk to you about the word eternal because it's an interesting perspective because it means no beginning and no end. So it's constant existence. We have to understand that that is the nature of spirit. You and I as spiritual beings, we are eternal. Hmm. That means there is no cessation. You do not cease to exist at any point. Birth and death of the body is not an influence upon the living entity. You continue to exist. Now this is a deep truth coming from the Vedic knowledge. It's a primary basic truth. Of the temporary, there's no continued existence. And of the eternal, there is no cessation of existence. So we have a situation where we are a combination. The eternal living entity is permeating the body with consciousness, and we think the body to be alive. But it's not. It's energized. It's energized by our presence. So the concept is clear that we as eternal living entities take up different bodies at different times according to our work. You earn a particular body according to your deeds. So we're in the situation where we misidentify ourselves as the body because by the arrangement of the Lord, the relationship of the living entity to the body is very, very intimate. The sensual perceptions, the mind and the body's functions, the uh, perceptions by the senses and by our existence, and the uh, covering due to the material nature upon the living entity is so intimate, is so perfect, that we begin to believe that we are the body. And this is what uh, frustrates the development of spiritual knowledge and the emancipation of freedom and renunciation from the contaminated stage of material existence. This material existence is not our normal state. This is a state where we're allowed to experience a host of variety of, des of desires to fulfill an unlimited variety of desires. The living entities are given facilities by the material nature. We are eternal living entities as the Lord is an eternal living entity. It's described in the Vedic literature that the, all of us individual souls are part and parcel of the Supreme Lord. So the idea that we can become one with God is nonsense because the part can never become the whole. We are part and parcels of God and we have the eternal nature of God. So we are eternal living entities. And, but we are always the same size. We are not changeable. So our existence is uh, guaranteed, assured, eternal, consistent, without cessation. But that of the body is temporary. There's no real existence of the body. It is a covering. It is not you, and it is not permanent. No matter which species of life you look at, whether the plant world, the animal world, the fish, the insect, David demigods, 
all of us are in temporary bodies. And those bodies bring with them different types of experiences, abilities, capabilities, and sufferings. So our situation is, if we do not understand our true identity, our happiness and our fulfillment is frustrated. And this is the cause of so much anxiety in people. They do not seek out to find the cause of anxiety. They aren't uh, informed. The education system is lacking in clarifying the fact that the living entity is eternal and is conscious and the body is temporary and is made of dull matter. We see it once the living entity leaves the body, it's useless. No value whatsoever. And we also see that when a, a, a child is born, if the living entity is not in the body, the child is born dead. But generally, the living entity takes residence in the body that's produced by nature, produced by another body, the parent, the mother. And the consciousness of the living entity is able to express itself through that particular type of body. There are 8,400,000 different types of bodies, and all of them offer unique opportunities to experience various desires. You can experience most any type of desire you can imagine. And that's what this material manifestation is about, offering bodily types to the living entity to fulfill desires such that he gets a first-hand experience of those things he wondered about, he wants, he desires. So the intelligent, the saints and sages, have confirmed that there is no permanence to the bodies. That the living entities are only happy when they revive their eternal relationship with the eternal Lord. That is when the living entities can be happy. And you to be happy, you have to have peace. Peace cannot be attained in an artificial consciousness. The artificial conception that this body is made for enjoyment. No, it's not. The body is made for service. And if we come to that realization, we move above the, the desire platform. We're not here to serve ourselves. We're not here to fulfill our, all our desires. We have the ability and the capacity and the resources to do that. But that's not the objective. The objective is to properly identify ourselves as the eternal living entity and render service in relationship to the supreme eternal Lord. That is called devotional service. When one reaches the selfless devotional service, he reaches perfection. But to maintain the selfishness and try to take it into his service is imperfect. So the Vedic literature and the great saints and sages throughout history are there busily trying to inform the living entities through the Vedic literature of the right mentality if one approaches the Supreme Personality in a humble attitude of service, not a selfish one, then he achieves perfection. But if he negates the selfish, the, his uh, selflessness and maintains everything from the perspective of what do I get out of it, he does not, he cannot achieve perfection. He cannot achieve the happiness and peace he's actually looking for. 
we're in a situation where we're very distracted. We're distracted by other people's lives, other people's desires, other people's activities. And we're not taking seriously the responsibility of our own. At every moment, at every turn, there is a choice for you to make. You can do it or not do it. You can come, you can go, you can stay, you can this. There's so many dualistic decisions for you to make on a constant, constant basis in the human form of life. But it's a matter of understanding what is your best self-interest and how to get out of the selfishness of trying to fulfill every whim and coming back around to the concept of trying to fulfill the satisfaction of the Lord. That is our true constitutional position. We are all, every single one of the individual part and parcel living entities who are eternal, are constitutionally meant to render service. Because the part can never be the whole. The parts are complete when they work in relationship to the whole. And they are frustrated when they avoid any relationship with the whole. So the living entity needs to revive his lost relationship with the Supreme Lord and understand that in the relationship to the Lord, at some capacity, at a host of variable types of capacity, he's a servant. And in all of those services, he has to see to the satisfaction of the Lord. Selfless service. That's when one derives the highest pleasure. That's when the happiness you're looking for is achieved. So the opportunity is um, consistently available to you. It's a matter of whether you identify it or not. And the, the modern world is a modern, uh, a modern use of technology aimed at keeping you distracted. This is what is how the uh, leaders of the planet are managing the society. They're managing it through distraction. And when that doesn't work, they manage it through fear. And they bring those two forces to produce subjugation to where you lose your independence. You've sacrificed your independence and your opportunity to render service willingly, selflessly, humbly, and you become stuck, forced, exploited into a service of money for your necessities of life. Now, this is rapidly advancing on our planet. This is the battle that we see going on between the patriot independents and the globalists who are trying to get everybody subjugated without their knowledge. Getting them to surrender their free will and become unwilling and unknowing servants of an unlimited chain of useless distractions and desires. So we see that the cell phone, particularly the smartphone, more than the cell phone, the smartphone, is a tool created by the management of the world, the use of technology to keep everyone subjugated. They have subliminal messaging in them. They have constant distraction in them. They tell you that you have features you need. They give you features you need. They change the way you think, you think 
They don't think logically. They're not structured logically. What the obvious that you would use in having a smartphone is not obviously available. You have to seek it out. And the nonsense that has no permanent value whatsoever upon your life is constantly available to you, constantly coming up, popping up in front of you. So this is a psychological effect. This is a psychological warfare to subjugate the living entities such that they don't realize their eternal nature and plays upon the living entities' misguided idea that enjoyment is the goal of life. And then they are subjugated and their energy and their time and their money and their everything is harvested for the advancement of a few over the many. So you can see that if you just stop and look. The problem is now everyone has a phone. Children to old people, they have these smartphones that are subliminally making them think they're doing the right thing. When they're not. All it's doing is leading to uh, frustration. It's, it's um, uh, suppressed frustrations. Because we have that. Everyone has an artificial mask. Their smile and their, hi, how are you? Great, have a good day. They all have that artificial, superficial covering that they're playing with and using on a daily basis. But if you cross them or you uh, disagree with them, out comes the frustrations. And different people express that in different levels of anxiety. And we have this problem in society now where there is a superficial, artificial uh, harmony and behind it is a very deeply rooted level of frustration and disagreement. So what happens is, through time and through the actions of the modes of nature and through the plan of the Lord to liberate the confused living entities, all of this stuff comes to a head at some point and these phones will go off. And the people are going to have to readjust their lives, readjust their work, readjust their values, readjust their focus, their understanding, their intelligence, everything to be able to cope with their life without the artificial imposition of these phones. Now, seemingly, it'll be uncomfortable initially. But in the end, it'll be a great benefit to society because the artificial aspect of it will be removed. And people will be relating one-to-one, face-to-face, open now, reading each other's uh, eyes, listening with the ears, taking a look at their uh, body language, actually communicating on the human platform. Subtle, plain interaction between living entities employing the human form of life as the tool for interacting. That's normal. And through that method, everyone can learn and become greater beings and contribute more to society and develop their consciousness to a higher platform. So we have to start where the problem is rooted, and that is misidentification that the body is the self and I have a soul. No, the soul is the self and you have a temporary body. The eternal spirit soul is just that, eternal. And the body has no permanent existence. It is temporary. It is a car. It is a vehicle. It is a vessel for interaction. It is not 
you. And if you wake up to that concept, if you embrace that understanding, if you investigate it, prove it to yourself, very easy to do if you just take the time, then you can see that you're being manipulated and not manipulated to achieve the highest perfection of service and love of God, but to be harvested, to be exploited, to be confused, to be kept in a position where you are supporting the life and styles of others. And this is uh, expressed in the Vedic literature as those that are unfortunate. So our responsibility is to rise above this unfortunate condition in this age and use this human form of life intelligently with determination for the proper reason. And that is recognize that you're a servant. You start serving willingly. You serve your family or you serve your friends or you serve your f partner or you serve the government or you serve God. And if you come to the platform of devotional service to God, selfless, loving, uninterrupted devotional service to God, that is perfection. So starting with awakening the service mentality and avoiding the distractions that are on useless subjects and issues and getting back to the permanent is superior and the temporary is inferior, you can make judgment, you can make decision, you can make changes in your life that dictate a higher understanding and bring you out of this subtle, plain frustration that actually everybody is carrying. Now, people are getting excellent, expert, at hiding their true feelings. There are people that hate you and you'll never know it because they're so kind and smiling and interested. Oh, sure, I'm happy to help you. What can I do? Oh, yeah. And don't mean it, don't care, wish you weren't there. So this whole human society is being wound up to an artificial interaction and a uh, suppressed frustration. And it's based by the misconception, the misunderstanding that you are an eternal living entity with no cessation and that your body is a temporary vessel with no permanence. A human form of life that lasts 60, 70 years is actually a very, very, very short time on the platform of eternity. You're only living in this particular body for a very short period. This is like someone who moves house. He moves house and he lives three months in that house. That is a very short period. Move house again, live a year. A short period. There are people that live in their homes for 35 years. That's a longer period. But we have the... Uh, temporary aspect of society infecting all the different types of experiences, including where do you live? Moving house. Got in, got settled, done some things, getting involved, working it out, so-and-so, time to go, you have to move. Oh, what? Yeah, you have to move, go on. The same thing is true with these material bodies. They're you get a body, it starts as a baby, you get it operational, you get up and working, you get it educated, you get involved, you get participating, you, you get uh, rendering some uh, work, some activities, some service, some money making, some enjoyment, some relationships. Uh, time to go. It's over. 
And this is going on eternally. The living entities are eternal and they always have a body. So one temporary body leads to another and another and another and another. And the cycle of birth and death and the cycle of karma and reaction go on sustaining your ability to fulfill desires in temporary bodies. People are not educated. They do not know that there is such a thing as an eternal body. In the spiritual world, in our own original home, there are eternal bodies. We have an eternal body there. That is the whole um, solution. But you don't get to achieve the solution, the liberation, the freedom from misconception. You don't get there without surrendering your artificial identification. So that artificial identification is that I am the body. When you drop that and know I am this eternal spirit soul and I have a temporary body, you can get yourself on the right path. Then by your work, by your desires, by your association, by your uh, associating with the Vedic knowledge, by accepting a spiritual master, you can come to the platform of a loving devotional service, eternal loving devotional service, even in this body. Such that when this temporary body ends, you get an eternal body to continue in that service without cessation. And that is the objective. That is the goal. That is where happiness lives. You can be happy. You can be at peace. You can be in right mental co uh, concept of reality. You can be who you really are, your true spiritual identity in an eternal body in the eternal association of the Lord as an eternal servant. And this is what the Vedic literature is available for, to teach you all the ins and outs, ups and downs, yeses and nos in every aspect of spiritual life. So you see how this works and how you can achieve supreme perfection by following the teachings of the Vedic literature. It starts with chanting the Maha Mantra as a tool for purification. Everything is in vibration and the special, eternally special, Maha Mantra sound vibration purifies the misconceptions that the living entity carries life after life after life after life. So by hearing the Maha Mantra and repeating the Maha Mantra, hear and repeat, Chant and hear, chant and hear, chant and hear, chant and hear the Maha Mantra. Purification takes place on a very rapid platform and you can understand these concepts. You can see in proper perspective. You can achieve the highest goal, the highest perfection of life using your opportunity of the human form of life correctly and achieve the platform where there is no cessation of the humble, selfless service to God and the unlimited happiness derived from such engagement. So this is the message. You are an eternal living entity. There is no cessation. It's just you get wrapped up in the identity of the body and they are all temporary. And so you must face the birth and death cycle. So rise above the cycle of birth and death rise above selfishness and fulfillment of desires, P place yourself on the platform of service, selfless service in devotion to the Supreme and achieve the highest perfection, eternal spiritual body in the spiritual world, rendering loving service to the Lord as your normal spiritual condition. 
That is the happiness, that is the perfection, that is the right use of the human form of life. That fulfills you completely. This is the goal of the Vedic literature. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.